What's going on and welcome into a game day edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky. Yes, the regular season is finally here as the Pelicans open up play tonight in Tampa. Yes, that's weird to say, but it's the Pelicans and Raptors tonight in Tampa Bay, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll get to the game in a little bit. Our special guest today is Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for ESPN's The Undefeated. And just out today, it's probably probably already read it as we are taping this uh, podcast, but Mark wrote a great article today on Stan Van Gundy and um, him using his Twitter platform to speak out about social injustice. Mark, I appreciate the time. Hope all is well. How are you? Oh, man, life is good. Actually, in New Orleans, it feels weird to uh, do an interview with you while I'm in town, but I, right. I can't go into your office. But You can't even go into your office. I can't even go into my office. I'm at home right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was it was funny. I was talking to, uh, I did an interview in Toronto yesterday, and I'm like, yeah, you know, um, when the Raptors come into Air Canada Center, they're like, no, Mark, they're in, they're in Tampa. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just 2020 like, in a nutshell, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm trying to reconfigure my mind uh, with, with everything going on because I was actually in the bubble, too. So, right. Um, but, yeah, welcome to a new NBA season. And I remember a year ago I was in Toronto watching the Zions, what would have been Zions' first game, which wasn't. And now it will be Zion's first game of this season, but it's against the Raptors and Tampa. Yeah, just odd how it all comes full circle in such a weird way. We were just talking about the other day how it feels like it was two, three years ago that we were in Toronto to see the banner drop and, and the Raptors get their rings um, last season. But yeah. here we are tonight, and we'll get to that in a little bit, Mark. But um, I, you know, I ran into you uh, before the Pelicans preseason finale against the Bucks, and you were talking about how – you're about to wrap up this great article on Sam Van Gundy. So we wanted to have you on. And it is now available for you uh, to read on ESPN's The Undefeated. But I guess kind of what prompted you uh, even to begin to write an article on Sam, because a lot of this doesn't touch on basketball. You do touch on basketball at the end, but a lot of it is based on, you know, his Twitter and, um, you know, his, him being outspoken about social injustice and other issues as well. Kind of what prompted you to write this article about him? Well, I think as a, as a black man, I always find um, – whites white americans that speak out fascinating and incredible um oftentimes i think that people hear so much uh about the pain of what a lot of times african americans are going through that they tune it out when it comes from somebody black but to me a lot of times if somebody white is saying it um somebody that is has a a name like a Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, you know, um, you, you might stand up and listen more because it's not the same drum that's beating. It's, it's a different drum. Um, and so Stan, uh, in July, he, he joined Twitter and, and about as vocal as anybody on Twitter about, you know, social injustice and, um, things that, uh, have happened against, uh, African-Americans and, even in the you know LGBTQ community, he, he's he's somebody that's an ally for a lot of people, and I also thought that him coming to New Orleans was unique. Uh, I'm very familiar with the diversity of the city, and I wanted to ask him about that. If that was something that attracted him to the job, obviously 
Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson attract you to the job, but you have to live in that city too. So he's just um, <clears throat> a unique person who I, I think has been amazing on a lot of fronts uh, off the court and uh, just wanted to pick his brain about, you know, where does he use his platform now where it, it's just not at Stan Van Gundy, it's at Stan Van Gundy, who is the head coach of the Pelicans. Yeah, and he talked about it in the article about, you know, the diversity of the city is what attracted him uh, to New Orleans as well, not just having the players on the court, but um, just the, the diversity in the city and him always kind of wanting to live here was something that really attracted him too. Um, when interviewing him, did you learn anything different about him that maybe whether it surprised you or did you kind of everything that he talked about was kind of what you've learned about him in the last few months based on when he started joining Twitter, when he was being, because he was always vocal. Um, he talked about how he was really vocal even before he joined Twitter, but now I think using that platform has, you know, given him a, a different out, uh, a different way for him to reach out to people. And I think that's, it's kind of been, you know, good for him as far as just a number of more people get to hear his voice. Uh, what was kind of funny or interesting was I, I could tell like he's really, really entertained by Twitter. Like he really, really likes it, but now he he doesn't have time. <laughs> it's like he, he when when he wasn't coaching, he had uh, hours upon hours to to go on Twitter to read what people were saying, to read articles, to comment on them. And now I think he's so busy that this hobby is kind of like pushed to the side. Um, so I don't know that we will hear from him as much, but I don't think it's because he doesn't want to speak. Um, I think it's more so because he doesn't have the time you're not going to tweet during a game or at practice and stuff like that so um I also you know think that he's going to be a little judicious but obviously but from some of the quotes in my article he, he's certainly going to still be strong um in terms of uh you know what he says because he he knows that he's he's representing an organization but he also told me that you know, in no way did he feel like the Pelicans were going to silence him or that that was something that was really talked about in his article. And I'd say another thing that was an interesting surprise was he he had high praise for Gail Benson, um, saying that the fact that she was on the committee um, in which um, they decide where money is uh, that – uh, has been raised from the NBA and a players association, how it's going to impact black communities. Um, that, that to me was, uh, he, he said that that was something that was attractive to the organization because if she was involved in that way, then that means he felt like he had to, she had the right heart for him to work for. Yeah, and in your article too, David Griffin talked about one of the reasons why he hired Stan was, you know, the fact that he was, you know, outspoken about a lot of these social injustice issues. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of things pointing to the article about the hiring. And so when you heard about the hiring, not just from that perspective, but even just from a coaching perspective, because, you know, when you, when you look at this young team, a lot of people thought maybe a younger coach would have been hired just for the fact of developing guys like Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, one of the hot young assistants in the league might be the best fit. But then you have Stan Van Gundy, who's been out of work as far as being a coach for a couple of years, has been a great broadcaster on Turner. When you heard that the Pelicans were hiring him 
on the basketball side. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on Stan Van Gundy becoming the head coach of the Pelicans? You know, it's funny when you look down the road to Baton Rouge right now, uh, they're getting rid of a lot of their coaching staff, and it, it seems to be like a, older guys that just haven't worked. Um, so they're going to end up in probably, I, I assume there might be some younger blood inf infused into the LSU football coaching staff after this massive overhaul. But I, I mentioned it because to me, it's mutually exclusive to the team. And um, I do think that with the Pelicans, especially with a guy like Zion and, and Brandon Ingram, they, they like to be coached. It's not to say that they weren't coached uh, under Alvin, um, but I think they, in Stan, you're going to get a no-nonsense guy who doesn't care what you did or who your name is. And, you know, I've heard J.J. Reddick said that he really helped his career, uh, helped the longevity of his career. And, like, when I saw Zion playing heavy minutes in, in the preseason, to me, that was Stan saying, okay, I need to get you in game shape. Not just, just to play him. He, he's not going to play him 30 minutes just in a preseason for the hell of it. You know, he, I, he there's a method to his madness. So um, he's certainly not a pushover coach. Uh, the first practice, what they worked on defense for three hours. You know, <laughs> um, I, I think for maybe some players, they're like, man, why we got to be here all day? Well, if, if you want to get better and, and he's, he's that guy, he's that guy that's going to make you go to the lab. He's going to make you work. It's not just about you. It's about the team. And uh, so what, what I thought was, this is somebody that, you know, <laughs> maybe at times the players are going to get tired and, and weary and, and feel like they're sitting in a classroom all day. But, Ultimately, if they pay attention, um, it will be the, not only the betterment of themselves, but the in, entire franchise, because I, I think this is a team that will now pay attention to detail um, in a very, very strong way. And uh, I, I think he will get some great out of Zion and some great out of, out of Brandon. J.J. Reddick sarcastically joked about how he couldn't wait for another Sam Van Gundy training camp, and I think he's been seeing that in, the, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Um, let's, let's talk about this Pelicans team because, of course, everyone likes to make their preseason predictions where the Pelicans might be in the Western Conference. Will they make the playoffs? How far will they go? Um, also, with the play-in part of this, it, it kind of changes the perspective of this team and kind of the goals for this team. I've seen some people rank them as high as five. I've seen them rank as low as 11 or 12 and, and not make it in. Where do you stand as far as, you know, how far you think the Pelicans might get here um, before the season tips off tonight? I, I do see them as a playoff team. I see them as a team that's going to get better as the season progresses. Um, I, I also see Zion kind of adapting his game a little from a little bit I saw in the preseason, uh, maybe picking and choosing his spots when he wants to uh, use his Superman athleticism. Um, so... I, I see them as a 7-8-18, eight, eight um, but a very dangerous one to play. Um, 
So this is, I mean, they're, they're, they're a hard team to predict because they have a new coach because Zion's had his injury issues and, um, but his numbers in the preseason have been really, really gaudy. His ability to get to the free throw line has been very, very impressive. Probably like to see him rebound still a little bit better. I think he could be a, a better rebounder. Um, I think Brandon's going to be super efficient. Um, I still wonder about this team defensively, especially after you lose such a, a great defender in um, um, Drew Holiday. You know, um, they that's a big, big loss. <laughs> like that's, yeah. To me, with Clay Thompson out, he's the best on-ball defender in the league. So I, I know what Drew could do offensively, and I think Eric Bledsoe can do some of those things. And um, Zoe has to be more aggressive offensively, but that is a huge, huge loss. So I um, I, I do think that uh, this is a team that's going to be competitive every night. They're going to pay attention to detail. But ultimately, um, Brandon is going to have to continue to play an all-star level, and Zion has to not only get to that all-star level, he has to – you guys need him in the uniform. You right. need him to play games. And what does that look like? Does Do you have to monitor his minutes? Does You know, I, I, I can see him – he's a main guy I can see getting better as the season progresses in terms of getting in better, better shape. Um, because I think he's in good shape now, but I like to see him in great shape. And when he's in great shape, he's going to be pretty unstoppable. When we talk about Brandon Ingram, obviously winning most improved player was a, a big jump for him than getting his new contract. But you can just tell, at least from our standpoint, the confidence he has in himself now, how he wants to be the young leader of this team. Can he even make a an even bigger leap this year than he did last year. And I thought last year was a very significant leap uh, leap for him. You know, there was a lot of games. He was averaging 25 and five. He had one of those games in the preseason as well. Um, defensively, something that he's starting to work on a little bit more, fighting through screens more, things like that. Could he even make a bigger leap this year and kind of, uh, you know, prove to himself and prove to others? Maybe he doesn't need to prove it to anyone else of why, you know, he got this contract in the first place from the Pelicans. Well, uh one, he's certainly deserving of that contract. Um, two, I think now it's going to be a lot easier for him because he, this isn't a new city anymore. He knows that he likes it from what I, my conversations with him. He, he enjoys living in New Orleans, um, feels like it's a lot like home. He has his contract, so that's not something he has to worry about or get asked about on a daily basis. He could just hoop. He could just hoop now. There certainly is pressure that comes with having a deal like that, but I, I haven't heard anybody really criticize him of note uh, for for them giving it to him. I, I think he's certainly deserving. So I do. I, I expect him to take his game to a higher level. Um, I'd like to see him be more vocal, um, maybe get out of his personality a little bit, and 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 yell and scream excuse me a little more when when needs to because he's i know it was zion is the guy that everybody mentions but he's an all-star he's a guy with a big big name i mean big contract 
So I think he has to give more of himself um, than just being a kind of like a quiet assassin on the floor. And it'll be interesting to see how he evolves now that so much is settled um, in terms of his contract and, and where he is. Let's go to kind of a, a broad, you know, look at the NBA here. Obviously, last night the NBA tipped off with Nets and Warriors and Clippers, Lakers. And, um, you know, you saw what the Nets did to the Warriors. You saw the, the Clippers almost, you know, blow another big lead and end up uh, hanging on to beat the Lakers. Um you know, with a different, you know, we're not going to be in a bubble anymore. You're not going to be in a bubble anymore. It's going to be all being played at the arenas. Uh, well, I guess, what are your expectations with this season? You know, I, I feel like health is going to be a big thing for a lot of these teams on on how they get in or, or get out of the playoffs based on COVID protocols and, and health is because you're shortening the season and there's going to be a lot of games compacted into each week with teams basically playing every other day. Um, is there anything that you're kind of, expecting or anything that you're kind of looking out for in these first couple of weeks from teams? How, how are you going to gauge, I guess, which teams are legit and which teams are, well, maybe they're not as good as we thought, or maybe this team is, is better than we think. Yeah. How long is that going to take, I guess? I think it's going to be because of the pandemic. Uh, it's going to be a question the whole season, especially if, uh, you know, a player gets it and they're knocked out for a while and how does it affect the team? Um, I hope and pray that nobody gets it, that we have a clean season, but that's that's doubtful, right? Um, uh, being in a bubble made me truly appreciate uh, being in a safe environment and getting tested every day, um, not having to worry about, you know, the world and, and uh, uh, knowing that everybody was wearing a mask and I was going to be fine. Now, they're out of the bubble, they're traveling, they're going from city to city. Can't tell me that every player is just gonna sit in their hotel room all the time. You can't tell me that every player is gonna be masked appropriately all the time. Um, they could have somebody visit their hotel room, be comfortable in it. And I think in a lot of ways it could be, you know, a family member, a friend that, that you let your guard down with and you can end up getting it. So. It's such a scary, odd, unique disease that you can't you can't see it. You know what I mean? Um, so I, you you could be doing everything you think you should be doing and still somehow get it. So that's uh, my biggest thing about this season is how is that going to affect the season? Will there be missed games? Will 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 a whole team get affected? Will a whole league get affected? Could the league be shut down? Um, to me, that's that's my biggest thing about this season is, you know, how great will the and, and it could be a coach, it could be a trainer. It's not all on the players. So I'm I am curious to like behind the scenes, like what do the presidents, the GMs, the coaches, the players even say to each other about, all right, let's just let's just keep it within us. You know, when you see what ha happened to the kid at Florida and how what happened to him, according to USA Today, is COVID-related. Scary, man. Um, and several of these players have gotten it. I, I don't want to see any of them collapse like this guy. So 
I just, uh, man, I, I'm curious to how this season is going to um, proceed on a day-to-day basis. And there are going to be some surprises and hopefully there won't be any nightmares. Right. I'm sure they're going to be some pretty moments. grim. That's, that's pretty grim, right? But <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's sadly the I know, and, situation. You know, I'm, I was going to wrap up the conversation. You know, I was like, do I wrap it up on such a, you know, a, a dark place to nah, go? But at the same time, about... it's kind of, it's kind of what we, you know, have to go through this year. And, and I think everyone realizes, you know, the, the, the struggles that might come from this and, and how much, you know, it's going to rely on everyone to kind of stick together during this. There will be bumps along the way. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone is, is grateful, one, that basketball is back. You know, everyone was looking forward to it. And the fact that these teams can play in their home arenas and, and hopefully everything's okay. But, um, you know, the biggest thing why I wanted to have you on was your article. I want to make sure to promote it. Um, also, you can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark J. Spears, senior NBA writer for ESPN's The Undefeated. Um, Stan Van Gundy is back on the court and why New Orleans Pelicans coach Stan Van Gundy is speaking out. And so that is the article on the undefeated.com with Mark. It, it's really well-written, great Q&A in there as well. Um, you want to go make sure and check it out um, as we Pelicans tip off the season tonight against the Toronto Raptors. Mark, uh, like you said, I wish we were doing this in person in the studio. It was good to see you the other night, even for was a, a split second. Um, I know you are, you love, being back here in New Orleans, you uh, brag about the city a, a lot, you know, with your family being from here. Um, good to have you back and uh, hope to see you real soon again. I appreciate the time. Yeah, hopefully see you in a regular situation, brother. Yeah, absolutely. So there he goes, Mark Spears of ESPN's The Undefeated. Again, check it out on theundefeated.com. A really great article about Pelicans' new head coach and Sam Van Gundy. And he makes his Pelicans debut tonight. Uh, inside Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay. Yes, Tampa Bay, where it is the home of the Toronto Raptors this season. Again, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Fox Sports New Orleans, ESPN New Orleans, 100.3 FM. And nationally, you can watch on NBA TV if you're not able to get it in your local areas. Buckle up, Pelicans fans. Should be a fun one. And then Friday morning, Christmas Day, 11 a.m. Central Time. Pelicans in heat from Miami. If I don't have another podcast before then, I hope everyone has a happy holiday season. A Merry Christmas. We'll be back at least next week um, for some more Pelicans basketball action. And until then, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by CPU.